When I was 12, my uncle passed away. There was a family member on my father's side who I had grown up with. My cousins and I were roughly the same age and I knew more or less what it meant when someone had passed away. And I knew what we were supposed to do as a family. We attended the funeral mass, we visited, provided food, and we accompanied them in their grief. These are the rituals and offerings that are expected of family and friends when someone has suffered a loss. Social norms and rules lay out satisfactory responses and procedures. We have general understood guidelines of how to respond when someone may be sick, when someone is facing a divorce, or when there is a loss of life. It was not until 2004, when my own father passed away, that I realized the limitations of those prescribed responses. Our faith, as well as general social guidelines and norms, have taught us how to respond in these situations. Yes, these responses do serve a purpose and they are good, but they only begin to touch the surface on what it means to accompany someone and to love them. Today's readings offer a challenge for us to reflect and discern on our own reliance on the norms and social rules that we follow today. In the first reading from Deuteronomy, after giving the commandments of God, Moses extols the people of Israel to love the Lord with all their heart, all their soul, and all their strength. After just having provided a detailed list of commandments that outline the correct way to live and behave, the fundamental principle that Moses ends with is to love the Lord. To love God with your soul, to love with your strength, and to love with your whole heart. Not just to love, but to love in these three ways. The first reading finishes with Moses asking the people of Israel to take his words to heart. I live in the beautiful city of Boston. It is known for its history, its vibrancy, and of course, its sports teams. I live in a part of the city named Brighton. It's a quiet neighborhood nestled between three different universities with a mix of young people, professionals, immigrants, as well as families that had lived here for many generations. I moved here in the beginning of my studies and have made this neighborhood my home. At the same time that I began living in Brighton, I began attending a church on the other side of the city named St. Mary of the Angels in Roxbury. As I traverse the city of Boston to go from one side to the other, I am continuously reminded of the separation and differences between these neighborhoods and neighbors. These people are often strangers to each other, with vast differences in access to food, education, jobs, and safety. And yet these neighborhoods are never more than five miles apart. My church community is quite diverse, African-American, white, Latino, with a large population of immigrants. And although I live in Brighton, I often know more of the needs of the people in Dorchester and Roxbury from being in relationship with the members of my church. We're living in a time of great division in this country where people are quick to rise to hatred and would rather build walls instead of bridges. People who would rather separate and sow discord than promote love amongst neighbors. Over the course of eight years, I have been blessed to develop relationships with members of my church community and consider them my family here in Boston. I understand more of their lives and reality and have come to love them and their neighborhood. 
The love that they have given me requires more from me. The love that I share with them requires more than if I had just lived in Brighton and not built relationships in Roxbury. Loving my neighbor across the city asks something more of me, more from my heart, more from my attention and my strength. On the other hand, society asks very little of us when we consider the different neighborhoods in our city. Society and the law requires almost nothing in response to those in my own city that might be facing homelessness, addiction, are low income or unemployed. Society asks even less of me for those that are facing poverty, exile, human trafficking, or war outside of my own borders. Yet today's readings are a call to us to reflect and question where we are relying on social norms and structures rather than moving closer to the kingdom of God by loving our neighbor. In the gospel readings, Jesus is asked by a scribe, what is the greatest commandment? The first commandment he gives is the one we saw given by Moses in the first reading, to love the Lord with all your strength, all your soul, and all your heart. But he's not stopped there. He states, the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. When the scribe agrees with Jesus, he adds further that this love for God and this love for neighbor is worth more than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. And Jesus responds by telling him that he is not far from the kingdom of God. I ask myself, how often do I default to do the right thing, basing my actions on what society tells me is a prescribed proper response, more out of ritual or routine than from the movement from the heart out of love? How often might I follow a checklist to make myself believe that I am doing everything possible for those that are suffering? And how often do I rely on society to tell me who my neighbor is? I imagine myself sitting amongst the disciples with the scribe and with Jesus while this conversation is happening, and I recognize that I too would not have dared to ask another question. I would be faced then as I am now with the undeniable truth that the loving response requires more of my heart, my strength, and soul. Today, let us take these words to heart. Not only the words of Moses and Jesus, but also the scribe who posed the question, what is the greatest commandment? He was able to draw from his own understanding and experience and recognize that love is the cornerstone of all the commandments. Let us then sit with the challenge from the, today's readings, recognizing that the love for God and love for neighbor will move us to action in a new way and is worth more than our normal routines and rituals.